There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Josh Innes Show. Well, howdy, everybody, and uh, welcome in. Josh and Jilly is here, everybody. Jilly is here. Oh, yay. Yes, like, Jilly is here. I act like this is some big deal. Well, people said uh, they were missing you. That's I mean, I, we you know, we brought the podcast back, and it's new. Um, I say new form. I mean, really, it's just like I'm up at 345 every day. I get to the radio station. I've, I've got... Like five different things. I, I'm doing five, three radio shows, but I have a little bit of time, so I decided to lay down a little bit while I got some thoughts. And then, you know, Jilly over here is on like, how many radio stations are you on? Four? Four, yes. Or five. Is it five? No, four, but I do multiple things on each station, so it feels like more. So Jilly's all over the place. Like, Jilly is radio. Not really. Is what I'm telling you. But the thing is... So people, like, they say, hey, I like that you brought the podcast back and all that. And then they say, well, well where's Jilly? And I say, I well. I haven't gotten one of those tweets. I don't believe you. I swear. I just saw one from a guy. I'll tell you his name and everything. Because I asked, hey, do you guys like, you know, the way the podcast sounds? John Moreno is his name. He says, if I'm honest, I miss Jilly. Oh, well, thanks, John. So John Moreno misses you, Jilly. We've just been busy, busy, busy. Yeah. So, again, like the way I view it is what I'm going to try to do is every morning try to put something out. And then throughout the day, if I have thoughts on some shit, then I'm going to try to lay it down for 10, 15, whatever minutes it is, so you guys have some content. I mean, when we started the podcast, and I know you guys know this, when we started the podcast, we were doing zero radio shows. None. Zippo. Now, I'm doing three literally every morning. Somebody asked me uh, on Facebook, like, they listened to the pod the other day and said, how the hell are you doing three radio shows, like, simultaneously? And I'm like, well, here's how it works, friend. Uh, For the most part, my Nashville show is live. But my Detroit and Memphis stuff is all being recorded kind of in real time. And it's, you know, I mean, I do some when I get there. Like, there's a lot of times I'm rushing to get stuff in because I try to do a show that's as current as possible. And it's hard because in these other towns, I don't have phone calls to go to with people to make it sound local or um, anything. What if people in these other towns are listening to this? You're pulling back the curtain. I don't think they want you to do that. All right. Well, I mean. I don't have to, I guess. You are in Memphis, duh. Yes. Sorry. And Sorry. You are in Detroit. I am in Memphis and Detroit. Sorry. That's where I am. You're not supposed to tell people this stuff, Josh. Well, I mean, listen, if people, you know, really dig into it, I think they, they'll figure it out. But we've talked about the Detroit one on here a lot anyway before, right? Like on the actual podcast. You've drunkenly recorded breaks for Detroit before, <laughs> so yeah. That I have done All before. I'm saying is the company probably frowns upon that. Well, then by, by that logic, then I should never post anything on my social media from Nashville either, right? Like I should always just post like generic pictures in white t-shirts in front of white backgrounds. Like, hey, here I am. Have a good Tuesday. 
Uh, but yes, I mean, there's just a lot of shit going on, and that's why Jilly's not always in there. And uh, some days she will be, some days she won't. Like this week, we're going to try to do a, uh, a betting podcast here at some point, maybe Thursday for you. So anyway, a uh, couple of things that are uh, that I've been seeing the last couple of days that I didn't get into. One, baseball season's almost over. And they're the two dudes hitting home runs. There's Albert Pujols, there's Aaron Judge. Everybody's been all over Aaron Judge's balls this entire time about breaking some record, even though he's not really breaking a record. He would be breaking the American League home run record, which means nothing because it's not the overall home run record. As it stands right now, he's got 61 home runs. He didn't hit a home run today, so he's got one day left. If he does hit a home run, he will have 62, which, yes, will make him the American League home run champion. But does anybody really give a shit if you're the American League home run champion. Apparently they do, or at least everyone wants you to believe that they do. Nobody. Like, I I don't get it. And they break into coverage in football games, and oh my god, he's about to break a record! And then the Maris family's like, he'd be the real record holder because those other bastards are cheaters and blah blah Like, oh, fuck off. Nobody cared. Like, nobody cared about uh, anybody breaking the American League home run record. I got into a fight with Matt about this last Saturday. We were at a bar in, um, in North Carolina, in Asheville, and Matt's tweeting me about how, uh, you know, I'm being a troll and uh, I know why it's a big deal if Aaron Judge gets to 62 and blah, blah, blah. I honest to God don't. Like, I don't care and I don't know why anybody else cares about a dude who will, now let's say he gets to 62. It would mean he'd have to hit 12 more home runs, 12, mind you, to break the all-time single-season record. Nobody gave a shit when Mark McGuire broke the National League home run record. They cared when Mark McGuire got to 62, which was the Major League Baseball record, right? Like, nobody sat down and went, you know, man, Mark McGuire just set the National League record. In fact, I don't know what the National League record was before McGuire hit 62. Like, look, what, what, like, I would imagine, obviously, the National League record is also the baseball record now. It's Barry Bonds. But National League all-time single season, all-time single season home run leaders. Let's see this. I Let's see what it was before McGuire broke it. So, obviously, the list is going to be mostly McGuire, Sosa, and Bonds at the top. So, who would be, let's see, Maris was with the Yankees. Babe Ruth, Babe Ruth, Stanton was not at that time. Was it, would it have been Jimmy Fox with 58 home runs? Oh, he played for Detroit, didn't he? No, sorry, Jimmy Fox played for uh, the Philadelphia Athletics when he hit 58. That was an American League. That was so, in 1932. So it was not. Was it Hammerin' Hank Greenberg? No, he's the one that played for Detroit, so it wasn't Hammerin' Hank Greenberg. Who had the National League home run record before McGuire broke it? Was it... Uh, Let's see. Hack Wilson had 56. Was it Hack Wilson uh, playing for the Cubs? So I guess Hack Wilson might have had the record before McGuire broke it. The record would have been 56 home runs in 1930, and I believe Hack Wilson still holds the RBI record all time, too. Oh, Hack. For what it's worth. I think he'd be the one then. So I believe 57 made McGuire the uh, home run leader in the National League. And I ask you this, did anybody give a shit when Mark McGuire passed Hack Wilson for the National League record? And did anybody even really know who the fuck Hack Wilson was or care about who Hack Wilson was? The correct answer is 
No, nobody gave a shit. But because Babe Ruth, because Maris, because they were the all-time home run leaders for so long, and oh, by the way, they play for the fucking Yankees. It's such a big deal, and he plays for the Yankees. It's such a big deal. If if fucking if Aaron Judge played for the Rays, nobody would give a shit that he's about to hit a 60-second home run, which, by the way, he very well may not. He's got one game left to hit uh, one home run. He very well may not do it. But nobody would have given a shit had Aaron Judge played for Tampa or Oakland or the Royals. Nobody would give a shit. They give a shit because he plays for the Yankees, and Babe Ruth played for the Yankees, and Maris played for the Yankees, and Mantle played for the Yankees, and that's why they give a shit. If it were a National League record, well, if it were a National League record being broken, that'd mean a guy would hit 75 home runs, and that would be the all-time record, and it would be a fucking story. I, I don't get it. Like, it's just fascinating to me how people operate on this, like how people act like it's that big of a deal. Ah, oh, boy. Anyway. Now, other stuff going on. Other home run hitter is Albert Pujols. Now, you know I've had a, a great love-hate relationship with Albert Pujols for a while. Of course. I loved Albert Pujols until the year 2011. Albert Pujols left, and I didn't even blame him for... Uh, for leaving St. Louis. I did blame him for he and his wife saying that Jesus told them to leave St. Louis when really it was Benjamin Franklin who told them to leave St. Louis. But I still don't think you ever actually hated Albert. No. You say a love-hate relationship. I think you've always loved Albert. I have. But I hated the way he went about it. I hated the fact that Albert comes out and says, you know, Jesus told me to do this. The Lord told me to do this. Lord, of course the Lord told you to take more money than you were getting in St. Louis. The Lord's a fantastic businessman, I would imagine. So, of course, he's not going to say, you know what, actually take less money and stay in St. Louis. No, go to Los Angeles for a decade and 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 take that money. So that reason, I didn't like him. But I, I've never stopped loving Albert, and I was thrilled when Albert came back. And nobody expected anything of Pujols, and now he's, you know, over 700 home runs and that's a cool thing at the end of the day Even it's not you didn't expect it i remember like two months ago we were outside playing yahtzee and like do you think albert's gonna get there you're like no at the time he was i think like 15 away or something yeah and and again 700 is a cool number and i think it's more impressive to hit 700 career home runs than it is to hit 62 regular season home runs but whatever but so the thing about Albert, and he's gotten hot, and he's now at 7.03, and hell, the night that he hit 700, we were sitting in a cabin in North Carolina, in Hot Springs, North Carolina, and you asked, hey, do you think he's going to get there? I said, oh, he ain't getting that shit. That ain't not going to happen. And then he hit two. He hit two to actually set the record, and I'm like, oh, I guess he will. And then we did shots. My bad. But there's been a... Oh, it's funny the different ways people are covering this. First of all, Pujols getting to, to 700 home runs hasn't been nearly as big a deal to people as a judge trying to set the American League home run record. But people are, you know, breaking into coverage for judge all the time. And, oh, my God, is he going to do it? And it's absurd that it's happening. But no one's saying anything negative about Aaron Judge, right? It's I saw Cowherd the other day, and he's like, Aaron Judge is one of the only two, oh, two baseball players ever that I will never even think took steroids. It was him and Ken Griffey Jr., who, by the way, is fat. Have you seen Griffey recently? Yeah. I just saw a video of him uh, with, um, what's his name, that Matt's buddies with that played at LSU. Uh, Ryan, what's his name? Terrio? No, not Ryan Terrio, <laughs> although it does seem like a guy Terrio would be buddies with. Ryan Clark. Oh, so yeah. Ryan Clark has like a podcast and video thing where he you know, 
chats it up and, you know, chops it up with uh, former players and stuff and athletes and musicians. And they're talking to Griffey, and I just saw him. That dude is fat. Like, oh, yeah, not just thick, the, uh, he's fat. Didn't they show him at the home run derby and we said the same thing? Like, oh. He's a large dude, like big time dude. But, um, but I was, why the fuck was I just talking about Griffey? What direction was I going? Oh, it was about uh, Pujols. So, you know, obviously, you know, people talk about the way the Aaron Judge thing goes down. Then they talk about the way the Albert Pujols thing goes down. And, you know, Pujols, you know, for a couple of years there in Anaheim, five, six years, wasn't the same guy he was in St. Louis. But every year he put up decent numbers. His average continued to go down, but he'd give you 20-something homers. And, and if he was healthy, he'd get you close to 100 RBIs. He never didn't really put up numbers. Then last year at the deadline, he gets traded to Los Angeles. He gets traded to the Dodgers or goes to the Dodgers. And with the Dodgers... He hits 12 home runs in 85 games, which is a pretty good number. If you extrapolate that out over the course of a full season, 162 games, dude probably hits 23, 24 home runs, which is right around where he is now. But because of the fact that Albert has kind of gotten hot again and he's clubbing a bunch of home runs and and it you know he's over 700 now and his OPS is as good as it's been in 100 years, like since the middle of July... Albert Pujols is arguably the best overall hitter in baseball. Like, he and Aaron Judge are tied, I believe, for the most home runs since I think it was July 10th or August 10th, one of them. I think it's one of those. And they're both just clubbing. And uh, and Pujols is putting up huge numbers, best OPS numbers he's had in a long time. He's hitting for extra bases. He's taking walks. You know, he's found the fountain of youth, essentially. But what we're, oh, now, let me, now, okay, now I remember. Going back, my brain's fried because I don't sleep and I'm up at 345. So the reason I brought up Griffey is because Cowherd brought up Griffey and said, oh, Griffey's one of the few guys, he and Aaron Judge are the ones I don't believe are on steroids, which would indicate that he believes that there's a chance that Albert Pujols is or was on steroids. And that's something that people are intimating in social media. Like I saw Barstool Sports. I saw Portnoy say something about it. Then I see people bitching that people are throwing meatballs uh, to Pujols, which I also think is bullshit. Uh, if, if, if Pujols... We're getting meatballs in every at bat. Then wouldn't Pujols hit a home run every at bat? Well, that and if you watch the games, you do realize like a lot of these home runs recently even have come in big spots in the games. They're either to tie to take the lead, like they're not just like throwaway games over home runs. No, I mean like again, they take the like last night's home run. I believe gave the Cardinals the lead at the time they lost, but the game didn't really matter. But that one did. Uh, there's been a bunch of big ones. And these are guys who are not trying to just serve up meatballs. These are people who are trying to keep jobs. Like, what incentive does a dude pitching for the Pirates who's trying to keep his baseball career going, what incentive does he have to throw meatballs to Albert Pujols? It's such a bullshit accusation. It's trash, right? And I will defend the shit out of Albert Pujols on this because it's junk. The idea... That somehow, uh, ba like baseball got together, pitchers got together, and they're like, man, I'd love to see Albert hit some home runs. Hey, here's a lollipop. It's bullshit. And mind you, they've also been playing games against teams, some of which are we're still in the playoff chase at the time. Like they played Milwaukee. Milwaukee's a team that was still in the middle of the playoff race as of two days ago. I mean, so the idea that these guys are just going out like, here you go, Albert, serve it up to Albert, big boy, let's go. It's preposterous, and I think it's I think it's bullshit the way people are covering Pujols versus you know like these guys like Cowherd or dipshits anyway, but guys like Cowherd who say oh Aaron Judge is no doubt clean, oh so so is uh, King Griffey Jr. But everybody else I'm at least a small percent skeptical of. 
Like, I think part of the problem is people are looking at what Pujols is doing and they're thinking that he was just god-awful when he was in Anaheim. And for most of the time he was in Anaheim, he wasn't 2001 to 2011 Pujols, but he was a dude that still put up numbers. Even in his last year when he went to L.A., I brought this up, when he went to the Dodgers, he hit 12 home runs in 85 games. Like, that's a giant number of home runs for a guy that's 40 years old. And by, and so and I also ask you this, because Pujols was really mediocre at the beginning of this season. It was sometimes in the middle of the season, around the home run derby, around the all-star game, he kind of flipped a switch and started going, and maybe it was the home run derby that did that, that got him recharged and That's had him feeling I good. think, because he was having so much fun that night, and like he was cut, let's be real, like everyone else there was blowing him. Yes. And I think it did rejuvenate him. So, and so when I see that, I'm thinking maybe the guy just got to feeling good and just started hitting the ball better again. Maybe he started seeing the ball better that time. But people look at it as if the guy, like, is Brady Anderson, who went from hitting no home runs to hitting 50 home runs. Even in the bad years for Pujols, there's a reason why the guy's at 700 home runs. Even in his bad years in L.A., where his batting average started to plummet, right, the guy was still, I think, four or five of the years he was in Anaheim, he had over 100 RBIs. He had a 40-home run season in there. As recently as 2019, he hit 23 homers and drove in 93 runs. That's about what he'd be on pace to do if he were batting every uh, game here. So the guy's putting up great numbers, but it's not like, like, like basically what you'd be insinuating is that at some point in the middle of the season, Pujols just decided if your intimation is that he's on steroids or there's something that's causing him to do this, he's on some sort of supplement that's had him find the fountain of youth and he's hitting all these home runs. If you're insinuating that, then you are telling me that at some point in the middle of the season, Albert Pujols decided, yeah, I'm just going to start juicing. Just going to start juicing right in the middle of the season. And you'd be intimating that because of that, he's starting to like magically start clubbing home runs at the age of 42 because he started taking steroids in the middle of the season. Because mind you, again, his numbers to start the year weren't that great. April, he had uh, two home runs. In May, he had two home runs and they came in the same game. June, get this for Albert, zero home runs in June. Leading up to the All-Star game, he was doing nothing, right? And then the All-Star game happens, and a switch is flipped, and then the dude just became one of the hottest hitters in baseball. And also, he's not just some stiff that was never anything and then became something. He is one of the greatest hitters to ever hit. Maybe he just found his fucking groove. But the idea that, like, the people insinuate, oh, they're throwing him meatballs, oh, uh, he's on something, bullshit. I saw some dope from Chicago saying this the other day on uh, on social media when uh, he responded to a video of Pujols hitting last night's home run, actually. And he goes, oh, they're throwing him meatballs, oh, fuck you. Like, go fuck yourself. Like, the, like, 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 people that have such dumb fucking opinions like that should just be taken out to the town center and fucking beheaded because it's such an inane opinion. And I get that we're in the world of trolls and we're in the world of, like, bullshit hot takes and we're in the world of, you know, hey, I'm going to say something just stupid to get attention. But the idea that there's a human out there that believes that these pitchers are just like, hey, Albert, go ahead and hit it, big boy. Like, it's so fucking stupid. It is dumb. And then you juxtapose that to the fact that that Judge is getting walked all the time, and they're like, oh, nobody's pitching to Judge, but Pujols is hitting home runs because he's getting all these fucking meatballs. It is preposterous. It is beyond fucking dumb. The people just go with it, and they comment on it because people are stupid. You know what I've learned about this? Social media has taught me is that people are fucking idiots, right? So, like, um, 
I ask this to Matt and some other people all the time. I say, Matt, are people just dumber than they used to be, or are we just seeing it more frequently? Thus, that is why we know they're dumb, because people are so willing to put their stupidity out there for the whole world to consume. And he goes, no, they've always been dumb, but now they have a platform for being dumb. It's just amazing, like, because I'll get into these fights with, like, Astros people or something. Like, you, here's what I got into yesterday. Not with an Astros person. This was an LSU person randomly. So there's a guy... Uh, that has like a pretty successful, I think it's a college football podcast. I follow him, but I don't really know what he does. He's got a college football thing. His name's Josh Pate, I believe is his name. It's called Late Kick something. And he's got a very big following and he does road shows at these college campuses and shit. Like, guy seems pretty successful. And he uh, posted a video saying the last time that LSU and Tennessee played, this happened, basically, and it was the play where they had 13 men on the field, and LSU got a redo, and they score from the one-yard line. Me and my buddy Eric were at that game. You know, that was cool. And then I respond to that guy by saying, and the, the last time they played before that in Tiger Stadium, LSU blew a three-score lead to Rick Clawson on a Monday night. Which happened, by the way. I'm an LSU fan. I was at that game as well. LSU it was after Katrina. They had a three. I they forgot if they were up by 20 or 17 or whatever. I think it was 20. And they blew the lead and they end up losing to fucking Rick Clawson, who was at LSU, went to Tennessee. He was a backup at Tennessee, and he beats LSU uh, on the uh, at Tiger Stadium. It's a fact, right? Well, some asshole from LSU sees that and he goes, well, hey, hey, troll, why don't you bring up the fact that it was after Katrina? That's an important part of it. And I know that he's saying this because he probably looked at my bio and my bio says nothing about LSU because I'm not a fucking imbecile that's like, hey, go Tigers in my bio. And it says I'm in Nashville, right? So this person probably thinks I'm some trolling fucking Tennessee fan that's talking shit and that comes after me with, hey, bro, uh, he called me a troll, actually. He said, oh, I see you have a radio show. I bet that's just a hot take factory, huh? I'm like, listen here, you motherfucker. I was at that fucking game. I went to LSU for two years before they fucking kicked me out. I'm from fucking Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I root for LSU. And I know exactly what you're trying to do, you cocksucker. What you're trying to do is try to pin me into some corner of, oh, you're an LSU hater that's talking shit. No, I was at the game. They blew the fucking lead. Katrina didn't matter in that. They were up 20. The week before that, two weeks before that, they went to Arizona State and came back and won a game after Katrina. So don't give me that bullshit. Oh, you sound like a troll. Oh, yeah, your show's probably nothing but hot takes. I'll kick you in the fucking dick. Fuck face. Yeah. People are just so dumb. And like, and the and you know what the hard part is is you still try to argue with people, even you know it's pointless because you know they're not going to change their opinion because they're just fucking morons and they're not going to say, oh, I didn't think of it that way. Cool. They're going to say, hey, go fuck yourself. I'm going to double down and triple down because they're imbeciles. Ah, <sighs> anyway. Now, I forgot how hot this room gets when I get worked up. So anyway. It does. It gets quite hot in here. It gets a little bit hot in here. All right. So uh, here's what we're going to do. So Thursday, we'll try to knock out a a sports betting pod for everybody for the weekend. Uh, Maybe look at some prop bets, look at some lines. Speaking of LSU, they're only like a two and a half point dog at home to Tennessee, who's a top 10 team. That's kind of shocking. That could be something there. I mean, I was talking to Matt about that, and he said one of the betting guys he had on said he'd have it as a pick That's a top 10 Tennessee team, allegedly, against an LSU team who hadn't beat a good team yet. And uh, at 11 o'clock in the morning on Saturday, and they're like, hey, LSU can win that thing. So I find that to be interesting. Uh, So there's that. 
Uh, so we'll do some of that on Thursday. I'll have something new for you on Wednesday morning from the station. Battle's been out, so I just get sit there and pull my putt all day. Um, so anyway, all right, see you guys later.